The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Justin Fields, top 12 quarterback in 2022? Can A.J. Dillon outproduce Aaron Jones? We're going to talk about that and a lot more on our favorite breakouts for 2022. Let's ride. Welcome back in. Like I said, today we're going to be discussing some of our favorite breakout options of 2022. Hit us with your first one. This is a quarterback who definitely got a massive upgrade over the offseason, but one of the bigger ones you possibly could get. But somebody that you think is primed for a breakout in 2022. Yeah, so I think that we have started to trend towards, hey, we need to take our quarterbacks early. These top eight, six, seven-ish quarterbacks really set the standard and set themselves apart compared to the rest of these guys. We used to be late-round quarterback. Now we've shifted, right? Well, I think if you miss out on those top seven, eight quarterbacks, you're really focusing, you go tight end early, you you lock up your two running backs, your three wide receivers, and now you're stuck. Here's a quarterback that you, you can get all the way at quarterback 17 that has a new top five wide receiver talent in Tyreek Hill. He has Jalen Waddle coming into his second year after a fantastic rookie outing. He has a coach that actually wants him. Shocking how that can maybe help uh, a quarterback, that there's a guy that believes in you and wants you to be the starting quarterback for your franchise. And you guessed it, it's Tua Tungavaloa. He had not only all of those improvements, but he had an offensive line improvement. And I, I even think it's worth mentioning, even the, the wide receiver three improved from Albert Wilson to Cedric Wilson, right? Like we're, we're getting improvements all the way from A to Z. And I, I think what people forget is that Tua was extremely efficient last year. He didn't have the full volume. He didn't have the full uh, passing touchdown numbers. But if we look at some of the uh, efficiencies, he was third in accuracy rating. He was ninth in true completion percentage, first in deep ball completion percentage, and then fourth in play action completion percentage. So this, he is making things happen on an efficient level. It's just, can he now start to stretch the field? That was his thing. His yards per attempt weren't fantastic. He's now has a field stretcher. Not only that, but I think they're going to use Jalen Waddle in a much better way. We know Jalen Waddle in college was a down the field, dynamic play stretcher, and they kind of used him more as this slot gimmicky 
screen ball guy. And so I think that they can do a lot with these two weapons. And then we can't forget about Mike Kosicki either. I think he's probably one of the best receiving tight ends, maybe not all around tight ends, but receiving tight ends. And he has a lot of athleticism as well. So I'm really excited about Tua. I think he's absolutely a quarterback you can draft as your starter. If you wait at quarterback and you just take one at the very end of your drafts, I think he's that guy to target. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously you love the weapons that they brought in with, with Tyreek Hill and you know uh, bringing Mike Kosicki back, moving out Devontae Parker, but getting Cedric Wilson. I mean, this this offense should be much better. And I, I think now that you're in, you move on from a defensive-minded coach to an offensive-minded coach is also going to be a big help for him yep. as yep. well. So I, I do like the direction that this this offense is going, where this team's going. And so you know we'll we'll see. I know some people are uh, down on Tyreek Hill, even some people here at TFA. Uh, which you know it is what it is, but um, I'm I'm more down on Jalen Waddle, um, just because I think uh, he drops a little bit because I do think Tyree Kill is going to get his, especially being the most you know uh, highly paid wide receiver in the league. So, but I do like that. I I, I do like to uh, you know if you're going to wait on a quarterback, you know getting him I, th- I think is a, a a nice option. I think there's some other options as well. Derek Carr is another name that a lot of people brought up. You know similar situation gets Devontae Adams now in that offense. Um, Hunter Renfro is still there. Darren Waller is still there. Get Josh McDaniels in as the head coach. So, you know, he's another guy that a lot of people like as well. But the quarterback I'm going to go with is Justin Fields, which we brought up in the intro. And I get it. Justin Fields, you know, wasn't great last year. He played in 12 games in 2021, um, averaged about 22 and a half uh, pass attempts per game. 47 deep balls. He only had 1,800 uh, 1800 passing yards, seven passing touchdowns. Good for 11.4 fantasy points per game, which was 31st among all quarterbacks. However, he was sixth in rushing, uh, sixth in uh, carries, 420 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns last year. And he finished uh, really strong in the last five games that he played. Uh, Four of his final five games, he was a QB1, and he was QB5 over those five games that he played over that span. And the good news is, is Matt Nagy is gone. Matt Nagy is the stone cold worst coach. Uh, there was uh, somebody today that was posting a bunch of like play cutups of what, like what the hell was Matt Nagy doing here with, with these play calls. And it was fantastic today uh, because he was just terrible. Like he was terrible for this entire team. He was terrible for this offense and he made absolutely no sense, but there were still some positives uh, with him. He was excellent uh, throwing the deep ball last year. His deep ball accuracy was top three among all quarterbacks last year. Uh, top three deep ball completion percentage under pressure as well. And so there are some things to like here. The biggest upside for him here, and this is where people are, are missing on him, is that rushing upside, that Konami code that he does possess. In 12 games, I mean, he was on pace last year to have over 700 rushing yards last year. There's not many quarterbacks you can say that have that kind of ceiling. Josh Allen did it last year. Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, right, are, are, are the options. And listen, I think Jalen or uh, Justin Fields is in a very similar situation to what J- uh, Jalen Hurts was last year. I mean, Jalen Hurts wasn't a quarterback, despite finishing QB nine, was not was not a great passer of the football last year. Only had about three thousand passing yards. I think it was like seventeen passing touchdowns. Like he wasn't great, but the seven hundred passing or seven hundred rushing yards and ten rushing touchdowns were huge. And so he possesses that same type of upside in terms of rushing ability. And that's why we see these guys get moved up. Also, I mean, if you look last year, I mean, this is how the the chasm of, of or how big it is to be able to get a quarterback who runs the football, right? So if you just look last year, Josh Allen was the QB1 last year. Tom Brady was QB2, right? Josh Allen had almost 30 more fantasy points than he did, despite the fact that Tom Brady threw for 800 more passing yards and seven more passing touchdowns. And Josh Allen still beat him because 
of the 700 rushing yards that he had last year. And it's, it's just a big, and you know, six rushing touchdowns as well. So it, it was, he's able to make up for it in, the, in those areas where other quarterbacks aren't. So your, your Kirk Cousins, who I might add was a QB one last year. A lot of people talk about that. Everyone acts like Kirk Cousins is, is the stone cold worst, but uh, you know, guys like that who just don't offer anything. I mean, Ryan Tannehill did have a, a, I think a bunch of rushing touchdowns, but it was on very few attempts. But my point is, is getting these quarterbacks with this, with this rushing upside is such a massive it's so big because of it raises their floor so much right instead of worrying about it because if you have a quarterback who doesn't run the ball and they have a bad game they throw a couple of interceptions it's just terrible they don't maybe throw one or or no touchdowns or something like that you're you're probably lost that week you're probably going to lose because you can't make it but a quarterback that possesses that ability to be able to run the football is always going to save you because if he can get you 50 60 rushing yards possibly a rushing touchdown he makes up for that, that lack of that that ability so yes well, I don't think that Justin Fields is going to go out and throw for 4,500 yards and 35 touchdowns this year. He doesn't need that with his rushing upside. And that is what I love so much about Justin Fields. And that is why I think people are undervaluing him. And I think it's a mistake because, it, again, you look at Jalen Hurts. I mean, they had Devonta Smith last year as their, as their wide receiver one. Nobody else behind him. Very similar situation, right? Also, Dallas Goddard, tight end was, was who they had. They had Zach Hurts there for a little while, then cut him, right? kind of very similar situation here uh, with him. You have Darno Mooney, who is, uh, in my opinion, uh, a, a better wide receiver at this point in his career than what Devontae Smith was. Uh, he, he has uh, offered more upside. He has the 1,000-yard season under his belt. And then you have you know Cole Komet, who uh, I don't think is on the same level as Dallas Goddard at this point. We, we, we have high hopes for Cole Komet, but I don't think that he is on the level of where Dallas Goddard was last year. But it's a very similar situation here and in, in, in terms of these two offenses, run-first offense, it seems that aren't going to throw the ball a ton, but quarterbacks that can bring you that. So that's why I love Justin Fields. He is being majorly slept on. Everyone's hyping up Trey Lance. For good reason, because of the, the the better options, the better pass catchers that are there, despite how bad he looked as a pass catcher last year. But the weapons are certainly much better for him than what it is for probably Justin Fields. But Justin Fields has, um, in my opinion, uh, QB1 upside, and I don't think it's a hot take. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because you don't have to take Justin Fields really until the end end of your draft. Like He's going as quarterback 20. He's 123rd off the board, so we're talking – what is that, the 11th round, roughly, somewhere around there? So can Justin Fields have that high, high upside that you're probably not getting with Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr? You're probably going to be sitting in that quarterback 9 to 13 range with those two guys. They're going to be quarterback ones most likely, but never going to have you know consistent top five weeks. Where Justin Fields, he has that ceiling. We also probably need to acknowledge he has that floor as well, where he's probably not usable. Maybe he's droppable at some point if he's not getting it done. So let's go. Let's move it on. Your next guy you have up here. Yeah, absolutely. So my next guy, we're moving to the running back position. And, and this is a guy where I feel like there was a lot of uncertainty coming into this last year in 2021. You know, can he catch the football? Can he uh, be the red zone guy? Is he going to be working behind Aaron Jones in the Packers offense? And that's A.J. Dillon. And A.J. Dillon was honestly really efficient. When you think about who he was as a running back for Boston College, he was this bruiser. He was going to get a lot of uh, touches. He had, I think, the most touches outside of like Jonathan Taylor for running backs coming out in the last couple of years. Like he got a ton of work, not a lot of passing game work, but then he comes into this Packers offense, doesn't do a whole lot his rookie year. This last year, he gets 187 carries. He gets 46 goal line touches, which is 12th at the running back position, which I think is fantastic. And then he also got 37 targets, by the way, caught 34 of them. So awesome uh, reception rate and for 9.2 yards per catch. 
we're talking about efficient pass catching running backs, that's a fantastic number. We're not talking about your 6.8, your guys that are just catching it and falling down. No, A.J. Dillon is doing work in the passing game, which I don't think we saw at Boston College, and it's kind of surprising for me. So if you're telling me we have a running back going as running back 27, he's playing with Aaron Rodgers. They just lost their scoring machine in Devontae Adams. They have a void there. They need to find a way to score touchdowns, right? You have a back that got uh, the most goal line touches, 12th at the position in the NFL. He also catches the football despite being the 1B. And by the way, the 1A has gotten injured, I'd say, most of his years. I think there was one year where uh, Aaron Jones didn't miss any games. But other than that, he's missed four, five, six games every single season. There is just so much upside for A.J. Dillon to be a fantastic breakout. And you can get him all the way back at running back 27. So let, let, let's keep it moving. And I'm going to talk about Cam Akers. And uh, I think he is somebody that people are kind of on the fence about because they don't really know what to expect from him. Because obviously he came back much faster than anybody ever could have expected last year, coming back from that torn Achilles that, that happened last year to having him come back in what was it, like five months that he was able to return. I kind of picked up on it early last year that I thought it was going to be a thing because I remember talking about it in like October because I happened to notice that like they hadn't put him on IR or they hadn't put him on season ending IR. And I was like, well, this is kind of weird. And I, I kind of brought it up as right. like uh, as an option. I was like, hey, is this guy somebody we should be thinking about picking up? Obviously, it wasn't something you really needed in fantasy, but, you know, it wasn't as shocking to me when he came back because I kind of felt like that was kind of what they were what they were thinking. Now, listen, now he was not great last year whenever he came back. But I think there's some there there's some things in here because I I've heard a lot of people talk about Cam Akers and that's kind of been the sentiment around him that he wasn't very good once he came back and some of that I will agree with, but we're still talking about a player that was five months removed from blowing his Achilles right and so I wouldn't expect for him to come out and just absolutely ball, but I think there's some real positives here. He's currently going as RB uh, he's currently going as RB 27th overall right now, which I don't mind that at all. I think that that is good value there. He certainly has RB1 upside. I loved Cam Akers coming into last year. I was sad whenever he got hurt. But uh, he still averaged 56% of the snaps. He averaged 18.6 touches per game. Despite coming off an injury like that, still averaged 18.6 carries or touches per game. He did see a drop-off in efficiency going from 2.96 yards after contact per attempt, dropped down to 2.31 in 2021. Now, again, you're coming off a major injury. However, we also kind of forget the teams that he faced were not easy matchups. Very, very tough run defenses there. Bucks allowed the third fewest uh, fantasy points to running backs. 49ers, ninth fewest fantasy points to running backs. Arizona, sixth fewest. The best option that, that he got to face was in the Super Bowl against the Bengals, who, you know, had their defense had really kind of turned a corner as well. And I think they averaged, they allowed like the 14th most fantasy points to running backs, right? We did see him have the 95 yard total game against the Cardinals right before I, I or during the playoffs. I think that was wild card weekend. I think whenever that, whenever that game happened. But regardless of that, I get it. He wasn't great. He didn't score any touchdowns, but he gets the entire offseason. And, you know, we can talk about, you know, narratives and coach speak and all this stuff. But there has been a lot of talk. They've been actually lining him up into the slot. They're going to start using him a lot more as a pass catcher. They're going to put him all over the field. They don't want him. And we have seen it. Every time Cam Akers is healthy, Sean McVay loves Cam Akers. And, I mean, this guy came back from because – and he immediately, instead of just working him back in, hey, we're going to give you like five carries this week, maybe next week we'll give you eight or nine carries – 
I mean, after week two or the second week he came back, he had like 17 or 18 carries. Like it, it was kind of wild how quickly they progressed. I mean, he didn't get a training camp. He didn't get all of all this uh, time to work up. Yes, he's working, you know, rehabbing and all that stuff. But really to get into football shape takes some time. I mean, so we're asking a lot of him in a very short period of time. So I know a lot of people are, are worried and I keep hearing the, well, we've never seen a running back come back from this. But we've never how many how many like star running backs or big running backs or guys we care we really cared about have had this injury? It's not a huge list. It's not it's like we have this huge sample size of running backs that have tried to come back and haven't been able to do it. So I don't think that's really fair. Modern medicine has come a long way. It's not the same as it was 10 years ago. It's kind of like the ACL. Whenever you guys get it in like the 90s, their career is pretty much over. It's just not the, the, the case anymore. And so I'm not concerned at all about the injury. He's completely healthy. He's going to have all offseason to be ready. Sean McVay loves this guy. I think, do think Daryl Henderson is a nice little kind of late-round guy to have if something were to happen because there's really nobody else there. Kyron Williams, they drafted in the fifth round. He is nothing more than a pass-catching option for them. I don't think he's going to be that heavily involved. He broke his foot. He's hoping to be ready by training camp as well, so that is something to mention there. But I love Cam Akers. I'm not worried whatsoever about his injury, and I think that he's got, he's in line to regain the throne and smash this year and finish as an RB. Yeah, there's definitely that that side that you can paint for him, and, and I'll be on, on the other side of the fence where I'm – uh, a little bit more worried about the injury uh, th than you are. Yes, I, I think it's probably not fair to say, hey, look at what he did coming back from the injury that much, and that's what he's going to be. No, when, when you can heal up and you actually have a, a normal uh, recovery timeline, I think you can definitely improve. Um, but I don't think it, it's, it's nothing to say, hey, it has not happened before. So when you have something happen for the first time, yeah, it, it, he'd be the first one to come back and successfully be fantasy productive from an Achilles injury. So I do think that's worth mentioning. I agree with you that there isn't a huge sample size, but when we have that, we have yet to see it. And I just want to hit really quickly on my other running back that I have, and that's Rashad Penny. Yeah. Uh, listen, I was team Rashad Penny last year. Uh was. Pounding was. the table to be, you know, I before it was cool to say that, that I thought Rashad Penny was going to be a breakout running back last year or a, a league-winning running back, you know, for everybody. And he that he was. I mean, he absolutely went off from weeks 14 through 18. I mean, stayed healthy. He was a top five running back in all of, of, all of them except for one week where he scored 6.4 against the Rams. Uh, but other than that, 26.8, 19.5, 32.5, and 25 uh, over that span. And then, I mean, just the efficiency numbers. He was second in true yards per carry, second in yards created per touch last year, first in breakaway run rate. Uh, 32 evaded tackles is, is fantastic considering how, how – few opportunities or how uh, limited sample size that he had the yeah. dude was just fantastic now obviously there is the elephant in the room that is Ken kenny walker right there's somebody they drafted in the second round however you would think that i would uh, that i would not be high on rashad penny however this is still Pete Carroll we're talking about, who the same Rashad Penny who was drafted in the first round was not the starting running back. It was Chris Carson, right? So we've seen this play out before with this same – and Pete Carroll is is the – he loves his veterans. These guys got to earn it. They got to earn their stripes and everything else. So unless Rashad Penny gets hurt – I still think this is Rashad Penny's backfield to lose. They brought him back, signed him back up uh, for this year. And like I said, he looked really, really damn good in a short, you know, in that opportunities that he got last year. Like he, this was like, okay, this was the guy we've been waiting for all these years. And yes, there's the opportunity that he can get hurt. The good news is though, he is coming off the board at 90th overall. And so you're not spending some heavy draft capital on him. And so if he doesn't work out, I think it's fine. I think people are going to overdraft Kenny Walker 
And I think it's going to be a little bit of a mistake. I don't, I'm not saying that I don't think Kenny Walker will be involved or won't be involved. I, I don't think that's the case because I do think they will split touches. I think it's much more likely that Rashad Penny leads this backfield as the 1A in this backfield. Obviously, there's a caveat if he can stay healthy, but that's factored into where his ADP is anyways. You're not paying a heavy draft capital for him. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about, hey, we know that they're going to run the football a lot. They've done work to that offensive line, especially adding a left tackle early in the, the draft. I'll take the guy that's a little bit later if I want to go and address other positions or maybe a different player where uh, Walker is going off the board. So if you want to take your shot with Rashad Penny, probably in the, the late seventh, early eighth, you said 90th overall. So we're talking about maybe a middle pick kind of getting towards the later picks. I don't think that's a bad option at all because you grab a running back early, you grab a running back in the middle rounds. And now that third running back, he could be the guy that leads the Seattle backfield or at worst, we, we know always there's injuries there's there's turnover at the position something's going to happen and we have a, a coach who's shown that he's going to run the football no matter what i don't think it's that bad of an option because you're just getting the value at the adp there's there it's not a i'm not giving up a super important player at the eighth ninth seventh eighth uh turn so yeah i don't mind the rashad penny pick at all here are you listening damn uh. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.